Hi, hi there. Welcome to Social Distance Warriors, a podcast about the pandemic and related um, related things. My name is Tom. It is October 20th in the year 2021. I'm wearing a brand new cardigan, and I am not an expert in the pandemic. <laughs> hi, um, my name is Rat, and um, before I came here to record this podcast, I'm also not an expert on the COVID pandemic, I recently acquired from a guy a winter jacket that will now be mine this jacket was described to me as the guy no longer wants it because he kept getting like misgendered it's a little like colorful of a winter jacket and also it is a little bit rat chewed is how it was described to me because this person also has multiple pet rats and when i did go to pick up this jacket he was holding one of the rats so yeah that's that's my evening. That's my evening done uh, and new jacket acquired. Now, I suppose it's it's odd that I've never asked you this, but do you have a particular like fondness or point of identification with the rat? <laughs> um, no, this in fact was like the f- first time I've um, actively like pet a rat. Huh. Yeah, okay. no, just um, the way my um, initials line up to spell rat and um it's a good sound those are the primary reasons and okay the concept platonic ideal of the rat more so than the uh actual animal yeah animals very rarely live up to their platonic ideals it's true the human animal included also true so yeah yeah (laughs) how how have things been going uh that was my excitement for the evening I, i took a nap and and woke up and went over and got a New jacket, slightly chewed. I would say that things have been going relatively well. I have been experiencing some workplace frustrations of the kind that I probably shouldn't talk about on a podcast Mm -hmm. for fear that someone related to my office will hear them and feel a way about the thing I say. Mm -hmm. But I am having some frustrations in the workplace. I'm feeling like I'm in a very productive mood for the past couple weeks. Nice. Like in what way does that manifest itself well do you ever have like one big thing on your to-do list that you've been putting off for a very long time and you know you should just do it but you don't and it's on the list and the fact that it's on the list seems to like exert this sort of force over the other items on the list that makes it difficult to do anything just because this other one thing isn't done yes yes every day of my life (laughs) well yeah so that is um i feel like that's the cloud i've been living under for the past eight months or so because i committed to write an essay for a book of essays about the classic series of Doctor Who. And this person reached out to me in December of last year, and her pitch said that I was expected to get it in within four weeks of committing to it. And I feel I really feel bad for her because she's the the book is going to have 160 different essays, and she's trying to like wrangle contributions from a lot of people, many of whom are not experienced essayists. Myself, like myself, I'm not an mm-hmm. experienced essayist, and so I I just. I just couldn't. I just couldn't do it. And then in July or thereabouts, she reached out to me and said, hey, any sign of your essay? And I said, you know what? I just completely uh, didn't. (laughs) And I said, and I'm very busy with schoolwork, so I can't do this until at minimum. No, I didn't. That's not what I said. I'm giving myself too much credit. I said, I I think I could get this done around the first week of September. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the first week of September came and went. And this person emailed me and she said, uh, hey, it's now the end of September. (laughs) Rather than the beginning of September, any sign of your essay? And it was then that I knew that, you know what, I'm not even going to respond to this email. Instead, I'm just going to do the work. So Uh, it took me another five days or so to 
go from having like a paragraph written to having the full essay written. And now that that is done and sent off, and she was like, "Oh, this is great. I'm so I'm so glad you did it. It, it does. I don't even mind that you took so long because." <laughs> Uh, because it's so good. It's it's not that she said that. I said I'm sorry it took so long, and and she said, oh no problem. It's it's okay if you take so long if it's this good. So I was given a, a rave review, and now I feel like with that thing off my plate, it just feels like there's nothing in the way of me pursuing all of my hopes and dreams. Wow, that's I'm glad that weight has been lifted. Uh, yeah, an 800 word essay was all it needed. Yeah, yeah. It was the it was the log jam in my. Hey, uh, sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that I. Definitely, I know like that feeling of frustration when it's like something you want to do, something you in the past have been able to do, and yet you see yourself not doing the thing you said and want to do. <laughs> it is not done. That can be very frustrating. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm, I'm happy that I, <laughs> I did the thing and it made me feel powerful. And I've been able to do some other things that I was putting off, like um, releasing long banked episodes of the show. Yeah, I see those like coming out. (laughs) It's also a surprise to me when they drop. Yeah, I don't tell you anything. It's also a surprise to me, the content of what we say, because I completely, all I keep in my head are the action items. And even those, I quickly leave my mind after recording. So Mm. it is interesting to get the... Yeah, I, I mean, these are not like these conversations. These are not like, I don't know, maybe they could be, maybe they could be like transmission logs or like more of a certain style but sometimes that is how like they feel when um Mm. i've not been the person on the recording for a while when there is some distance is that a star trek thing um probably transmission log i don't know anything about star trek so it just sounded like a star trek thing that may be where i also have gathered it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Star date, transmission, begin. Yes, yes. This is a Star Trek thing. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should be doing more Star Trek things on our <laughs> pandemic podcast. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if I ever watch an episode of Star Trek, I won't be able to say anymore that I've never watched an episode of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So, And that's that's a part of you right I now. Yes, it is. Being a person who has not <laughs> watched an episode. I mean, for a while, I was a person who had never read Homestuck, and that was an important mm, part of mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. self-concept. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I'm kind of like the kind of person who might be into Star Trek, and you're the kind of person who might be into Homestuck. <laughs> not that the, not that the reverse is not also true, but I think we are both the kinds of person who might be into both Homestuck and Star Trek. Yeah. So. And some sometimes I think we talked about this a little bit. If it's coming back to me, one of our previous conversations, like sometimes types of books that are already like interested in, like if you really like fantasy or stuff and people keep recommending it to you, you have like more of a choosy taste of wanting to actually read those things. Mm. And same with like TV shows and stuff. It's like, well, maybe just because you think I'm going to like it, maybe I have so much an understanding of the genre that I will hate it Mm. because it is not to my taste. Yeah, I feel like there's some people who are like super into fantasy novels and for that reason they'll just read any fantasy novel they can get their hands on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are other kinds of people who are super into fantasy novels, and for that reason, they will only read very specific fantasy novels that that meet a certain narrow band of what they think it should be. No, no, no I think I have both tendencies living within me as two wolves. As you do, as one, <laughs> as so many do. Yeah, we all got more wolves inside of us than we care to admit. I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, how's uh, Cage Washing? Uh, Cage Wash is very good. Um, it's this is like a 
thing I've said to many people in my life, so I've got like a kind of pat answer of how cage wash is. So hopefully it can still sound fresh, but this job still is like just tolerable compared to like maybe the job that I am going to want to have for a long-term kind of thing. But um, cage wash is... I've sort of um, been thinking when I go through my day in cage wash as though I am on Neopets, Mm. but in real life, um, playing various little mini games, except those mini games are very manipulating high highly um in- industrial and somewhat dangerous machinery and doing a lot of repetitive tasks but it, it is a kind of thing where there is a certain pace of the day and i don't necessarily have a lot of like free time mentally but i don't have a lot of like stress the same way i did so i have to be like very physically present and, and mentally present but it's like not bad <laughs> mm, yeah that is that is good it's good to not have to deal with the, uh, you know, th- there are certain kinds of stress that are um, more damaging than others. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's good to have like it's it's engaging and requires presence, but it's not not doing damage to you. Yeah, so far we hope. Time yeah, time. yeah, that's good. I also feel like my job is not doing damage to me. So also good. <laughs> I mean, in one sense, like yeah, it is. It is because. All of us, the society that we're in, late-stage capitalism, it's not great. But it's sort of like when the job before is like the hundred pounds of rock pressing on you, and then suddenly you're doing a job where it's like, ah, this is only like ten pounds of rock. <laughs> this is good. I love this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, which I guess kind of relates to a thing I wanted to make mention of, which is um, it is October. And this year, a lot of places, there are strikes happening, mm. both like in the U.S. and recently like a general strike in all of like South Korea is happening that I read a little bit about. And I don't know, like, I'm... Very, uh, like, since entering the workforce, um, and I think on, on this podcast as well, like, I got really hype about unions and experiencing different kinds of, like, weird contracting gig-type employment jobs really made me see, like, yeah, I would really like it to not be like this. And it seems like a lot of conditions right now are in the favor of workers, and I mm. wonder you know, where and what can come from that. Yeah, it's true. It's true that there's there does seem to be a little bit more of like a moment around, like a momentum, a moment of momentum <laughs> around worker organizing, especially in certain industries. Yeah. It is interesting. I've never, I've never actually been in a, um, or rather I haven't since I was, since I was a teenager, been in a, a job in, in which I was a part of a union. I, I did when I worked in a grocery store, but my other jobs are the kinds of jobs that do not typically unionize, which is, I don't know, it is what it is. Yeah. I weirdly, like, was not aware almost at all, but one of the institutions um, in Pittsburgh where I'm at, like, just, um, I I think it's a faculty union or, like, not, I don't know what is the, there's faculty and staff. It's not Mm. the staff. It's, like, the academic one. (laughs) Yeah. Just recently unionized. And it is, like, there are some jobs, and I don't know if this is, like, built into me, like, because of how... 
I don't know. I, I feel like I, I'm sort of trying to like be paying a lot of attention to conceptions I have about like what work and unions are for and who they are for because there sort of seems like oh unions aren't for this kind of job unions are for this kind of job and a lot of industries it seems like can use that as a like way to well you don't need protections we'll be good and then you know use that as a way to take advantage of people even when there are maybe other things that seem like you know perks and and oh you don't need a union you have a yoga mat in our Mm. office you know like that kind of a thing yeah yeah i don't know it's it's something to be honest i haven't thought about as much as i probably should but yeah i got other shit to think about right now (laughs) yeah that makes sense i think also like i know for me like a lot of how I had been kind of engaging with anytime strikes would pop up. And this is like, I guess, a hot topic of like, oh, are we boycotting? Should you be boycotting this, this, and this? Are you a bad person? (laughs) You specifically, if you don't, in a way that um, can ask a lot of time and changing in things that I'm like trying to redirect, at least for me, my focus of like okay, what can I do with my limited time and energy to, like, make any company and, like, the people that are trying to be striked against feel bad Mm. as opposed to make either, like, workers or other people like me who are, you know, tangentially involved and want to help feel bad. And, yeah, one of the ways, I, I, I don't think this is, like, a hot take, but this is my, like, the best information I have right now is, yeah, I don't always know, like, what the best way to help is, but if I see um, and can find a union-specific or industry-specific, like, strike fund for a strike that is happening, I will try to promote that information and give a little bit of money, if I can, to that specific strike. And that maybe is a way to, like, ease my conscience or something, you Mm. know, but that is, is one way that... I've at least felt like, at least individually, I can like, okay, I'm not going to be able to give so much of my time necessarily to understanding all of the intricacies of every specific factory or or industry that is striking right now. But if I come across, you know, this certain information, then I can do something and, you know, not have it as a weight, have it as a like, all right, this is the thing I did and maybe I can do more and maybe that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been kind of thinking and it's not, it's not like directly the same as what you're saying or even necessarily like related to it, but it's sort of adjacent to it, which is Mm -hmm. I've been thinking a lot about the nature of ethics and what they are. All right. All right. And why I should do things or not do things. And for me, I mean, I don't want to put down the notion of like doing things that have impact Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you should try to do things that have impact. But I don't think, I don't think it's the entire story. I think, I think like for me, part of what I do and don't do is like a sort of selfish ethics, which is just like me personally taking a stand and deciding what I will and will not put up with in a way that isn't necessarily helping anyone. Yeah. And I think that is often pointed out when people say that like, oh, this is a selfish thing that you're doing where you're not helping anyone. People will say that as though it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas in, I think it is a, it is a certain kind of like spiritual health, like kind of like you have your mental health and your physical health, but there's also like an, like an ethical health almost like where 
in in some sense you're you're tending your own humanity as well. Like one of the things I have chosen to do in my life is to not have a Facebook or Instagram account because I don't want to have anything to do with that company. Mm-hmm. And that isn't necessarily because I feel like my choosing not to participate in those things does anything does anything to harm that company or to prevent it from doing the bad things that it does, but mostly just because I feel like in order for me to feel from a personal development standpoint, like I am right with myself, I need to not, I need to like remove that thing from my life. And I think that there are instances where even if a boycott is not specifically like the strategic thing that is called for mm-hmm. in a situation where there's a conflict between bosses and workers, then I feel like I, I'll find that for my own reasons, I have to say, well, I just can't be a part of this transaction for my own spiritual health. And I don't know, spiritual health is just a, it is not a phrase I have considered prior to a couple minutes ago, or prior to a minute ago. And I don't even really know 100% what I mean by it, which is why I've been thinking a lot about it. Yeah, I get that. I think, yeah, you are you are expressing a concept that is out there. <laughs> and I, I think there's a way in which, like, I have spent a lot of time and I'm like what I'm trying to do for myself I guess in that same category is I have spent a lot of time struggling with the answer to everything is oh there's probably more nuance than that and who can really say if things are good or bad like one thing I am trying to be more direct about is when obviously things are complicated but there are times when it is important to be you know like important Maybe in that sense, like for myself as a person, you know, to be like, no, this is a directly thing that is this. Mm. And I've and I've lost my train of thought. But I think it is the balance between like doing things because you can see or with the best of your information can hope that they're going to have some kind of outward impact and doing things because you have to live with yourself and what you do and your actions kind of a thing. Yeah, and I, I think it, it's not that it's not as though those are mutually exclusive where you have to like decide between one or the other. Yeah. Often those things will lead in the same direction. But yeah, there are both ways of thinking that, that I think <laughs> uh, I think people should think about. I love I love ethics where <laughs> you can get so specific and you can also get so some things are things. Yeah. Some other things are other things. <laughs> what do you think about booster shots? Booster shots. Um, have you heard the latest news? No, I haven't heard the latest news, but I do have an appointment to get another, yeah, another one of, mm. I got the Pfizer vaccine and I'm going to get another one, Pfizer vaccine next month. So that is one thing I think about <laughs> the, the shots. Um, and also like in my family, both of my parents have gotten, no, my mom who got the Pfizer shot has gotten another something and my dad is planning to whenever, mm. whatever. So that's where I'm at. I don't know much more than I, I that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> As of a couple of hours ago, they've approved the Moderna and Johnson and Johnson boosters. Nice. And you were a Johnson Jansen yeah, kind of I was a I was a person. Carly Ray Jepsen. You were a Carly Ray Jepsen COVID 
vaccine. And also they have approved mix mixing them up and doing a different vaccine than what you got for your for oh. booster. Oh. Okay, now that's new and fresh. You can yeah, mix it up. Yeah, that's so new and so fresh. <laughs> Official approval to mix it up. Yeah, it's like when, when you're at a fast food restaurant and they have the self-service soda fountains <laughs> and you can mix Coke and Sprite or Icy and ginger ale or whatever. Except it's, you know, I, I, I don't know. I have heard some amount of, this is where I must continue to stress that I am not an expert and this podcast cannot be a source of reliable information mm-hmm. for, for how to do COVID vaccines. But I have heard some talk that for people who got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine specifically, that the boost in immunity may be more substantial if you get a shot of a different vaccine. Mm. Which makes a sort of intuitive sense to me because the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is a, I don't know what the term for it is, but it's a more traditional vaccine that uses one methodology. And the Pfizer and Moderna are mRNA vaccines that use uh, a different methodology. And so it's like wearing a scarf and a hat is likely to make you warmer than just wearing two hats, <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> It at least sounds like it's not going to do harm. Yeah, I mean, that's what I had wondered about. Like, if there's some kind of interaction between them yeah. that would cause they're harm. Not, they're not going to, your scarf and hat are not going to start fighting each other. Yeah, or like, like you, yeah, you get the Johnson & Johnson, and then you get Pfizer, and then they combine to create a new variant of COVID or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Also, my, uh, I guess, flyby vaccine news is I, I have seen a little bit of murmurings about younger people vaccines being approved for possibly November hmm. for like five to 11 year olds. That would be good. That's the depth of my information on it, but also feels like it can't come soon enough. Have you heard about this flu vaccine? Yes, I have one in my body. (laughs) Oh, nice. I haven't gotten mine yet, but I will. I recommend it. My thing with the flu vaccine is I often have bad side effects from it, but I do get it anyway. Hmm, Nice. Nice. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Love to get the flu. Yeah, love love to get the like sort of demo sampler version of the flu from the flu vaccine in order to not get the full paid version. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you have a Casio keyboard and you press the little demo button and it plays the demo song. Oh, I have not had that experience, but it sounds uh, nice. That was a major part of my childhood in the early 90s. So. <laughs> Anyhow, do we want to talk about action items? We can talk about action items. I'm excited because this is the first week in a very long time where I have done both action items. Well, look at you. All right. Well, we can talk about action items. This is from October 6th. I have written down action items were to take a nap and or also to listen to Mission to Zix. Yeah. And I did both of those. How are you on naps? What's your review of naps? It's you're you're not so <laughs> pro nap. How about now? Here's the thing: I have become an incredible napper. Like I have, I've been a prolific napper. I first really started getting into naps about two or three years ago, maybe closer to three or four now. Mm-hmm. But during the pandemic, I just became too dependent upon naps, mm-hmm. and naps became you know at least once a day, sometimes as many as three a day, mm-hmm. uh, and it just wasn't sustainable. So I did not take. I certainly did not take as many naps as I usually do. <laughs> I did not increase my frequency of naps to meet this action item, but I did take at least one nap. 
And yeah, I do have a, a, another sleep-related thing that I've been doing, actually, which is I recently started taking melatonin, which is a hormone that your brain produces to tell your body it's time to go to sleep at the end of the day. And you can buy like an over-the-counter supplement that gives that to your body if your brain is bad at doing it. And my brain, it's not that my brain like is, it's not my brain's fault. It's my fault <laughs> because I have a bad sleep schedule. Yeah, this is interesting to me. I um, have considered taking melatonin and I, I'm curious to hear one, like how, how you are liking it. And two, like my biggest hurdle is will it make you oversleep like how do you wake up from sleep after you have taken a melatonin can you do it this this is a good question are you awake right now yeah and i'm not an expert in this but from what i understand melatonin doesn't actually make you sleepy it just drags your circadian rhythm to where you want it to be. So what I would like to have as my sleep schedule is I would like to go to sleep sometime between 10 and 11, and then I would like to get up sometime between 6 and 6.30. And I've had an incredible amount of difficulty doing that. But um, I've been able to do it pretty much perfectly for the past week, which is by taking one every night. I don't think I'm going to take one every night permanently because I don't feel like you're supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. But I think what I'm doing right now is I'm training my brain, and my brain's going to get with the program, and it's going to realize... That, oh, at around 9.45, that's time to release a bunch of melatonin into my bloodstream. And then at 6.30, it's time to wake up. But yeah, I've had a much easier time waking up. That's the main impact I've had, that waking up has become very, like, so much easier for me than it was before. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. This, to me, um, reminds me of, like, I have a um, one of my housemates is currently playing Breath of the Wild. Mm. And they use a lot of the, like, um, added, like... You can make fights easier by if you have cooked a lot of food or, you know, like done tasks ahead of time. And they're like, well, I'm not really good at the game. I've just, I have a lot of this extra food and, you know, I have a lot of these extra things that are helping me. Mm. Um, Melatonin here sounds like it is like a, a buff or something that is making the boss fight of go to sleep and wake up a little more possible. Yeah, I think I think that's that's more or less true. It's like <laughs> and you can take it in a number of different forms. Mine are little gummies that are taste like strawberry gummies. <laughs> Not like actual strawberries, but they taste like strawberry gummies. Yeah. And I just refer to them as my edibles. Nice, nice. But um yeah, I have found that I have needed to nap much less during the past uh during the past week or so that I've been taking these, but I did as I said. And have you, did you, did you nap? I did nap and I had good naps and I had bad naps. Mm. Um, Today I had just a sort of lackluster kind of nap, but a necessary one. uh, That's often with this job, what I feel is no matter how I feel after the nap, I, I probably needed one just because of like how much I'm moving my body throughout the day. So yeah. Nap's good, still. Nap's good. The review. <laughs> you heard it here. Uh, did you happen to listen to Mission to Zix? I did not. I did um, watch a few of the animatics you had um, put on your Twitter. Oh, yes. Of, like, you know, li- little, like, clips from the show, but I did not. I did not listen. Well, you certainly heard them. <laughs> I got some highlights, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, I think that, that counts. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then, yes, I did it. Yeah, and they released a new episode, so I listened to that. So uh, I did it. You fulfilled the requirements. Yeah, (laughs) I've met the minimum requirements. Do we want to propose new action items? Uh, Yes. I have two, a little pair 
of two action items, but if we can, can it also be to try a melatonin? Because I want to come back to that. Sure. Just a, just a rat special mm. <laughs> action item because I want to do that actually, as opposed to think quietly to myself every so often, hey, maybe you should try doing something. <laughs> uh, maybe you should try taking something that will stop you from um, staying up until 2 a.m. and then being really sleepy when you have to wake up at 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah. I, you're probably going to be in a grocery store or a pharmacy at some point in the next <laughs> week. So it's if true. you're not, then it's probably not that hard to get to one. Yeah. My um, uh, other of my housemates do take melatonin, which is how I like think about it, <laughs> is they will say, ah, time to have you taken your melatonin. And so it would be very easy to obtain one, even tonight, probably, if I ask. Nice. Yeah, I have two action items, and they are paired. And the first one is to go see your doctor. If Go see your doctor for your health mm. is the first action item. And the second one is to watch the Doctor Who <laughs> TV show <laughs> that I believe is having new episodes at the end of October. That's correct. The, the premiere is on Halloween. Yeah. I don't currently have a doctor, like a primary care physician, mm -hmm. and I haven't for longer than I sh should admit because you shouldn't go for as long as I have without having one. But Well, maybe your special version of this action item is find yourself a doctor. That's hard. It is hard. I deeply, deeply respect that because moving to a new city, I had finally like acquired, you know, the way you do, like their Pokemon. I had acquired and captured a doctor from my hometown, and then I had to release them and mm. get a whole new one here in Pittsburgh. And it involves always more phone calls than I feel are strictly <laughs> necessary. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I will. Um, I can't guarantee that I'll find one, but I will do some research to see if I can figure out what might be a good one in my immediate area. I mean, I, I live near a hospital, so I, I, I should think that there are just doctors crawling out of the woodwork all over the place. There's probably yeah. some that live in my apartment complex. Yeah, you should probably get even get your place checked. Make sure you don't have uh, an infestation. <laughs> yeah. Because that can be a problem. Yeah, I mean, I had an infestation of fruit flies recently, actually, but not doctors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, you've, you've given us three action items. <laughs> So I'm not going to propose any because I didn't think of any. And usually if I don't think of one in, in advance, I am able to think of one on the spot. But I don't feel motivated to do so because I just wrote down three different action items. And do I want to write down a fourth? No. Yeah. I hope this is right to say also. But I, I do also feel you make a Doctor Who podcast. And I feel it would be good to say that that's also out there for people to listen to. It's called The Moment. This is true. It is called The Moment. And I am in the process of working on the next season. I haven't actually recorded any episodes yet, but I have reached out to at least one person <laughs> and have said, hey, let's schedule recording. So that's the first step, I think. It is. Anyhow, yeah. Okay, I think that's, that's it. So what do we do? We do, until next week, one of the things that we do is we stay distant. And also, always, go the distance. Yay! Okay. <laughs> we did it.